Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of Lost at Random. I'm Danielle. And I'm Syl. And today we watched season 3, episode 6, I Do, originally aired November 8th, 2006. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather, so I'm sorry if I uh, cough or just generally don't feel too well during, sound too well during this episode. Sound pitch lower. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, continuing our inconsistent streak of early season three episodes. So uh, I believe that Danielle had a decent idea of the what was going on going can, into this. Can we call it a streak, though? Because, like, the last time we were in this part of season three was, I know, was our like, very third episode. So, like, I didn't... I didn't I, no, we want um, our ninth episode. Okay, yeah, and we're on 24, so... Yeah, so it's been a while. It's been a while. That is not a streak. It's more consistent than most things you've seen, though. No, consistent was, like, when I hit all the Juliet episodes in the beginning, and it was like, okay, cool, she's the main character now. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Juliet. She shows up again this episode, for obvious reasons. Anyway, because still isn't feeling well, our episode beverage is a tea. Yeah, it's um, Plum Deluxe's Snow Day Tea, which is very appropriate, considering We are on, what, day two of... Three. Three? Day three of snow day in the Mid-Willamette Valley. Yeah, there's a lot more snow out here than I've actually seen, and annoyingly, I can't terribly enjoy it, because I'm worried that my sickness is going to get worse if I do. Yeah. Which makes me very sad, but it is nice and beautiful. Yeah, let's uh, get into the episode and uh, see if this brought you any more revelations about anything at all. I, yeah, it was not really a super lorry episode, but... No, not really. We open following a brunette woman going down a hotel hallway. There's kind of some doo-wop music playing. It's Kate in a headband and a kind of flipped-out hairdo and a breezy outfit. She drops her bag on the bed and opens it. It looks like a shoebox, but nope, it's a veil on a comb. There's a knock on the door. It's the police. They're doing a room-to-room search because they've heard there's someone dangerous in the hotel. But uh, it's less stressful than that because she opens the door and it's Nathan Fillion and asks if they're going to get it on. And she's like, hell yeah. And I guess they know each other. Surprise, Nathan Fillion. I bet you didn't think he was going to show up in this, did you? Uh, No, I didn't. And then thinking about it, 2006 is pre-Castle. Yes. uh, post Definitely post-Firefly. I don't know what he was doing. I think you said he was on, what, Desperate Housewives for a spell? Yeah, around this time is when he was doing his Desperate Housewives stuff so, and then a bunch of smaller bits. So he's, like, doing the rounds on ABC shows, I guess. Um, anyway, Island. Kate wakes up. Sawyer's throwing rocks at the thing in the cage, which is just saying, warning. She's like, I thought you had to pull a lever. And he's like, I know how to get a goddamn fish biscuit. I'm just bored. Um, in the bunker, <laughs> uh, I think she asked for a fish biscuit, but whatever. She did. Um, bunker, uh, Ben goes to where Jack is and Juliet's just hanging out. Jack is examining the x-rays and asks, you know, when were these taken? They're a week old. There's some blood tests. He tells Ben the tumor on his spine is borderline inoperable. They have a week to operate. Is the OR fully equipped? Does it, is it sterile? Does it have anesthesia? You should have been in surgery yesterday, Ben. And Ben's like, okay, well, we're ready to go whenever. And Jack's like, oh, oh, I'm not actually going to do it. I just want you to know how you're going to die. Because I don't trust or believe you. Both Julia and Ben express faces of disappointment, and Jack continues to act like a dick. Yeah, this is very reminiscent of exactly what Jack did when he saw him, was that last episode or two episodes ago? I where he don't remember. Where he didn't operate on child Ben. 
He referenced this moment a lot during that episode, actually. Yeah. And he's like, well, I already operated under on him once under duress, so I can sort of see... Well, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> okay, in the flashback, Kate and Nathan Fillion... I don't know his character's name, so I'm going to keep calling him Nathan Fillion. They're in bed. Uh, her wedding dress is hanging up, and they have some cute banter, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's been so fast, but oh, we're so in love. Uh, and I guess Nathan's character's name is Kevin. Back on the island, the others haul Kate out of the cage for work, and they're like, Sawyer, it's your day off. And she's like, uh, we're a team. I need him. And they reluctantly pull him out of the cage, too. I think she was afraid they were going to kill him when he was out of her sight, which is fair. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable assumption. I mean, who doesn't want to kill Sawyer every once in a while? I think he annoys people, but I don't know if they want to murder him. I mean, I know there's... No, you're right. There's several people who do. Um, okay. Elsewhere, Desmond puts a blanket over a body. We don't really get a glimpse of whom. Locke lifts a cross and just kind of holds it thinking. In this party, there's a white man I don't recognize who assumes like an animal or a bear killed this person. And Locke says, nope. Or I don't remember if Locke confirms or denies it or whatever. Uh, Locke said it was probably one of the bears. Yeah, maybe it was like, yeah, a bear. Uh, Locke says, we're going to bury him here because the beaches have one too many funerals. He goes off to get shovels. They follows because it's not safe to go alone and asks who killed Echo. Locke says it was the monster, what they call the monster, but I don't really have a name for it. And Sayid says, okay. So, uh, yeah. I guess this is the only bit of information here that's probably new to you, is uh, Echo died. Yeah, which is funny, because I would have thought the electromagnetic burst would have killed him, because he was right there. But no. Or, I mean, like, the dynamite when they were trying to blow open the door. But no, he was fine from that, so I guess this is finally what did him in. It's very confusing. So, uh, what do you think the monster is? Uh, I think it's a manifestation of whatever's going on in Locke's brain. So you think Locke... At killed Echo by manifesting something? Yeah, there's no Walters, so it's gotta be Locke. Unless Jack's assholeness is becoming an asshole monster. Yeah, but Jack's currently on Hydra Island dealing with his own shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, well, Locke is the chosen one child that failed at it, so, like, he's the... I don't know. That's my current thought. Okay, cool. I was just wondering. Because, like, as far as I know... Well, okay, I don't know. It seemed like the polar bears were something that Walt cooked up from his comic books, but there were bear cages on Alcatraz Island. So yeah, and you saw the he invented Alcatraz Island as well, and a backstory, and that's really obnoxious if that's. But then, how that bear show up in Tunisia? I don't fucking know. Okay. His mom maybe worked there at some point? I don't know. <laughs> that actually seems kind of likely that his Except mom his mom is dead, so I don't... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Am I putting holes into your manifesting bear's thoughts? No, I mean, the whole thing is like, it's like a lace doily. Like, there is not much, like, solid substance to it. It won't keep me warm at night. Oh. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, the work site, wherever Kate and Sawyer are. Yeah, wherever that uh, is. I didn't, again, was not interested in capturing every single moment. But I guess there's an alarm or somebody's saying there's a compound breach. Somebody's hitting people with slingshots. 
someone named Alex has, uh, a woman named Alex has a slingshot aimed at Danny. She wants to talk to Ben. She's hauled by one of the guys because she takes a little too long to slingshot Danny and she yells at Kate. They're going to kill your boyfriend just like they killed mine. And we have stress strings and squanchy horns. And it's only just now as I'm reviewing my notes that I realize this Alex is the same Alex that Ben refers to as his daughter later. Yes. So. And you've also met her boyfriend. Teenage boy who got killed. Yes. Whose name escapes me because he was there for like two seconds. Carl. Yeah. But he was also earlier in the season. He was he was there. He like escaped when Sawyer showed up. Type yeah. Thing. Well, she was with a guy in the season four stuff though. Is that also that wasn't Carl? I think it is. Oh, so is he like not dead? You saw his corpse, I believe, in season five. Uh, I keep forgetting where it, when with Riss- are. with Rousseau for some reason. Wait, okay, but I thought we saw him get killed. On like, cause he was in the cage next to Kate and Sawyer, and he ran and then got thwacked. I think he... that's when I thought he died. No, I think he. I think we just saw him run. I don't think we saw. I don't think he's shown back. I think the only time you see him next canonically is when he's with Alex after some event. Okay, I don't. Okay, so that was an assumption on my part. Yeah, I mean, you've seen him multiple times after that. Okay. So. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't think they were the same teenage boy. The episode with Locke's dad? Yeah. Uh, he's there. Yeah, he's there, and she's super pissed about everything. You know, Alex is like, you no, know, Ben's like, just because you slept with my daughter doesn't make you blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. Okay. All right, so he's not dead. I thought, I thought they killed him off when they let him off into the jungle, because I thought that was like... I thought that was the implication. They tricked me. No, but you actually um, do see his corpse when you, that first episode in season five where you meet Miles and he talks about walking so over Rousseau and, like and Carl's corpse. faces sticking out of the dirt and you Well, he mentions really her name. There. Okay. Well, he mentioned her name, but that, I was like, oh, bodies. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Juliet is, Juliet is here at this compound breach, or shortly after the compound breach, talking to the foreman. She asks Kate to put on a burlap hood and come with her, please. Kate's like, why would I do this? Juliet says, you're going to do it because that man will kill Sawyer unless you do this to save his life. Kate glances at Sawyer, then glares at Juliet and pulls the hood on after some very long eye conversations, which is mostly, you know, how like just a stare can communicate things. Or as Tyra Banks would say, smile with your eyes, smize. I'm going to assume she does say that. I would never know. Okay, we're gonna watch America's Next Top Model at random. It'd be better than watching it all the way through. I would be very curious to see how that would work, because you'd mix up all of your seasons and destination and be like, who the fuck are these bitches? Uh, not America's Next Best Top Friend. <laughs> Jade is the best. Um, okay. Anyway, that was a spiral. Yeah, so like Kate is like doing some glary, kind of yelly stares with her eyes, mm-hmm. and Juliet's the I am patient and understanding, and when you are done with your things, just come with me. Glance. She's very good at that glance. Very good at that glance. Flashback. It is a very 2000s, early 2000s wedding dress. I have recently been looking at Dress World, and you know, I've, I've, I've talked with people, and I'm like, oh, there are some things that are very dated, like the 80s mutton shop and others that you think oh this is going to be timeless Nah, this is hella 2000s 
It's a corseted strapless sheath kind of thing. Uh, A-line skirt. Her hair is pulled back. She's got a veil. Someone who I think is her mom, but now it's her prospective mother-in-law comes in and says, oh, you look beautiful. There's a lot of excited policemen out there. She calls Kate Monica. The mother-in-law's name is Suzanne. Uh, Suzanne has a gift for her. Suzanne's mother-in-law gave it to her, but to pass on to her own daughter, but she had four boys, so it, this is the closest thing she has to a daughter. It's a round Aww. pendant, almost like a compass, but it looks kind of like a locket. Then it's the wedding. Kevin and says, or the preacher says, what Kevin said that he loves most about Monica is what you see is what you get. And Kate's like, oh no, with her face. Also, like, I feel like a wedding would be a hella expensive scam, you know? There's a lot of money and planning and bullshit that you have to do for, like, whatever. Yeah, but it could be one of those marry him, kill him, take all his possessions type stuff. Sure. But, I mean, he's a police officer, so... I mean, I guess unless we're seeing, like, this could be, like, her, like, convenient alibi of, like, marry him, disappear off into society. Yeah, which one do you think it is? I don't know. Feelings are complicated. I would lean more towards the latter, because she doesn't seem like she wants to off the guy, but I don't know. Anyway, they married. It looks like there's only a best man and a maid of honor. Like, not a huge wedding party, because it was fast. But the church seems pretty full, which, if it is like a, like she's pretending to be someone, like, how to broach the, oh, none of my family are coming here. Unless she's like, I'm estranged from my family. And then they're like, oh no, poor Monica. It's probably something like that. I don't know. Here are all of our policemen friends. There there is not much time to deep into the backstory of her situation this episode. I know. I just have questions, you know? If this is her, like, I'm gonna get married under a fake name, there's... There are logistics. Oh, yeah. Lots of them. There are a ton of logistics. Especially if she was calling back to... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, anyway. We'll get to there. Yeah. Kate is led into Jack's cell. They... The hood is revealed. They She sees Jack. Jack oh, my sees God, her. it's Kate. They have a very long eye conversation. Juliet's like, I'll give you some privacy. They finally ask if each other's okay. And then... He asks, like, did they hurt you? And she's like, no, but Jack, you need to do the surgery. And then he starts getting yelly, and I, Jack is annoying, and she says, oh, but they'll kill Sawyer. And Jack is like, can you believe them? And she's like, I have to. Uh, Jack continues to be awful. Ben is watching <laughs> all of this on camera, and he says, get, get her out of there. <sighs> Flashback. Monica is shopping for groceries at what's basically Walmart, I assume, based on the uh, blue plastic on the shopping cart. Would you have ever imagined so much of the show would have, would have involved Kate in grocery stores? No. That, actually, now that you mention it, no, I, I wouldn't. Kate in grocery stores on cell phones is a surprisingly recurring theme. Yep, mid-2000 cell phones. Uh, Kevin's calling her, he's like, hey, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm just getting groceries. It's taco night. I don't think the bangs are a good look on her, but again, it's the mid-2000s, whatever. I, I feel like this entire episode with her Monica persona, they're going for like a almost 1950s... Yeah. It, uh, n- n- like, step, like, wife kind of vibe. Like, with the sundresses and the hairbands yeah, and everything. It reminds me of Katie Sagel's character in, was it Family Matters? Yeah, Family? that bit of that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's what it reminds me of. 
Yeah, definitely like breezy housewife kind of thing. I mean, dangs aren't necessarily like housewifey things, but... Just her general aesthetic. General aesthetic, yeah. It's definitely more on the femme side. It's raining. She runs to a phone booth, which, you know, dates this, certainly. The outside of the phone booth says Palmetto Telesis, which tells me this is somewhere in the Southlands. She calls a number and sets an egg timer, and Agent Mars picks up, and she says, It's me. I don't want to run anymore. And he's like, oh, what's his name? She doesn't answer. She's like, you know what? Just just, just leave me alone. I love this guy. Mars's first name is Edward. He says, you know, if you can really stay put, really settle down, then I'll stop chasing you. But you and I both know that's not going to happen. Which conveniently is when her egg timer goes off and she hangs up. I'm guessing the egg timer is set for, like, so she can talk to him long enough without the call being traced. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what it was. So, because, yeah, I mean, his and he signaled to his colleague something about phone or whatever. Yeah. Back on the island, Kate is placed back in the cage. Sawyer is being brought back to his cage. Juliet tells Kate, I'm sorry you weren't able to help us. Danny strikes Sawyer as he puts him in the cage, and Juliet yells at him, and Danny's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, he strikes him pretty damn hard with the, yep. with the butt of a gun, so. To uh, to refresh our uh, listeners, the reason why Danny has an animosity towards Sawyer is because, right, I think, I don't know if it's Sawyer specifically, or just gen- these beach people in general. Danny's wife, Colleen, died two episodes ago. I mean, it was forever and ever ago for us. It was our podcast episode three. But I did go back and check my notes for that, so. How'd she die? Because I actually do not Uh, remember that. Jack tried to operate. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Okay. That makes sense. So, okay. And then he got real upset and almost tried to kill Sawyer. And they were like, don't. Back in the jungle... Locke says they found Echo's prayer stick after the hatch exploded, and, you know, it wouldn't be right if we didn't bury you with it, without it, and he's just saying things like, thank you for blah blah blah, man of faith, thank you for helping me find mine, and he fades off because he notices the stick as he's putting it in the dirt, says, lift your eyes up and look north. Yeah, um, so you... Amongst other things that are scratched oh, yeah. on the stick. You know very little of Echo nope. at this point, so... He was accent man, and then he was religious accent man, and then he was person who tried to blow up the door, but inexplicably is still alive. Uh, but now he's and dead. now he's dead. So I, yeah, I don't know. He was in the Tail Raiders. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll see more of him sometime. That has to happen eventually. Eventually. So back in the cages, Kate fills Sawyer in basically on the whole like Jack Ben Henry thing. She's like, "Oh, he wants him to operate on Ben," and Sawyer's like, "Who's Ben?" And she's like, "It's the guy we called Henry." And Sawyer takes that in stride. Kate's like, "You know, I did. I wanted them to save your life." And Sawyer's like, "My life doesn't matter." And Kate says, "Uh, do you see the way Pickett looks at you? He wants his chance." Well, fine. Fuck you, Sawyer. I'm gonna save you myself. She finally climbs out the cage like she did a few episodes ago and opens his cage and is like, run, Sawyer. And he's like, well, why aren't you running? And he's like, there's no place to go. We're not on, we ain't on our island. We're on another island like Alcatraz, a couple miles offshore. She gets mad and asks, well, why didn't you share this information with the class? And he sighs and he says, you know, I wanted you to believe that we had a chance. Uh, and then she kisses him and then cries. And he's like, what was that for? I don't know. And then we have sad makeouts. Sad, grimy, sexy times. They're into it. I am yeah. not. Aww. 
it's kind of a sweet thing, but like, oh no, we're sad and desperate and all we have to do is get it on. Sawyer's gonna die. Yeah, I mean, I guess with that reading, sure. Is it felt tonally off to me, but I, I can I can see why yeah, it's there. Yeah, the timeline of how long I've actually been in those cages at this point to me is kind of I'm not sure. Yeah. At this point how long they've been in those cages, but they like to keep that love triangle going as much as they can. Yeah. That coupled on the fact that no one knows how to deal with their feelings. Yeah. I mean this is dealing with their feelings, and it seems to be consensually like mutual so i'm fine with that it's healthier than jack's i'm gonna yell at whomever jack is awful this episode what if what if the entire reason that people can't get pregnant on the island was just because it was a more convenient way for the writers to not explain all these pregnancies what what you mean like like real life with the actors or like (laughs) or like everyone is doing it but the island is keeping them from (laughs) <laughs> sexy times is that what you're going for they don't have they obviously don't have condoms for all the love triangle stuff that's going on yeah flashback kate or monica is bringing kevin some french toast with a smiley face done in powdered sugar it's like oh well, thank you i've got a surprise for you too look under your placemat and it's two tickets to costa rica with oceanic airlines ironically she's pleased but then is also very sad i don't remember if she cries or not he's like what's wrong and she's like oh i just i love you so much and he's like you know we we didn't get that honeymoon so now we're going yeah she's definitely crying he gets in his car it's worth noting that his car says miami dade police so they're in miami i think the real reason she was crying there is the fact that i don't think her fate her fakeness can survive getting a uh passport getting a passport well i mean she can probably forge one i would imagine but still like she had just had the conversation about staying put so i thought it was because oh well if they they'd be leaving the country and that would flag fbi man as this is suspicious i was thinking yeah i was thinking probably both those combined yeah yeah so so. she thoughtfully watches as kevin leaves because you know he wants to leave so that's problems uh back on the island we got some post-coital cuddling in the cage Sawyer asks, hey, you know, back when you said I love him to that get that blockhead to stop beating on me, like, did you mean it? And she just, just doesn't, she doesn't reply, but she kisses him and then snuggles, and it is adorable. And <laughs> he's like, I, and I love you too. And like I said, it's adorable. Uh, which is a great segue for the show to go to Jack sleeping alone on his metal slab. I love that transition. Holy shit. Because <laughs> um, you have people who are being authentic and real with their feelings. And then you have Jack by himself, because he's a dick. Scratchy radio noise comes back. He asks who it is. Finally, after just static, it's someone says, try try the door. Uh, it's a female voice. Uh, it's not Juliet. Uh, could it be Alex? I'm not sure. That's rhetorical. Don't answer. The door is indeed openable. As he's walking uh, out the hallway, you were like, there are some fucking secrets on this map if you look. And I'm like, what? And you, and you were like, oh, never mind. I don't know what I'm looking at. And I wasn't sure if you were talking about Pokemon or Lost, but it's pretty uh, clear you're talking about Lost because you're deflective. Actually, I was talking about Pokemon and I just didn't want to make it look like I wasn't paying attention to the episode. Okay. 
<laughs> Probably not. Yeah, so the day we're recording this is uh, February 27th, a.k.a. Pokemon Day, and there was Pokemon Direct this morning. Yeah, the Gen 8 so... was revealed today, and I was I got a high-quality version of the map, so I was looking at that. Probably Scotland. Probably. Probably. It's an island with a weird number of mystery biomes. It's not really an island. Oh, it looks like an island. Anyway, let's go back to our island. We will discuss Pokemon Island later, unless that is what the smoke monster is. It is a ghastly. God, that would be so much cleaner, wouldn't it? It would be cleaner if it was like... Or like if it was a ditto that turned into a ghastly and a bear tick. So you think this Pokemon monster can change shape? That would be so much easier. Well, okay, so like, like a boggart in Harry Potter. So um, if you haven't read or watched the Harry Potter series, there is a, uh, I don't know if you call it a monster uh, manifestation, because they're not, I don't think they're in the Fantastic Beasts bestiary. I don't think they human, are. They're humanoid, but they're basically just beings that absorb feelings, happiness, whatever from you oh wait no i'm thinking dementors sorry okay yeah i was very very confused what you're getting at right now because i thought boggarts were those no 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 no. yeah you're right uh boggarts are uh the small little no boggarts are in fantastic beasts yeah uh when i say that i don't mean the movie i mean the original like textbook in world textbook yeah i don't know why i was going to mentors i was very confused i was like wait what uh okay well because somebody uses a boggart to be a dementor but anyway boggarts are shapeshifters they take on the shape of your worst fear Mm -hmm. whether that be a giant creepy clown or your potions teacher or a spooky scary dementor about to suck your soul so what if it's an island boggart so you think that the thing that people think is a smoke monster they're afraid of the unknown, and the unknown manifests itself as a giant smoky thing, and then somebody is afraid of bears, and it becomes a bear. Okay, and then so, and then Locke's afraid of his... Dad. It becomes his He's dad. He's got daddy issues, so his dad shows up. That makes sense. I can see that. Yeah, that makes, like, too much sense, so that's not the answer. No comment. Sorry. I went on a whole Harry Potter tangent. Jack is loose. He looks at the row of TVs, doesn't seem to notice the Soren Kate cuddling. He's like, okay, whatever. He grabs a gun from the gun closet, and then he goes back. And now he notices his friends are cuddling post-coitally. This is what happens when you have no friends, Jack, or when you are rude to your friends. Um, <laughs> that if Kate was stuck down in the tank with Jack, they would be fucking by now, too, just because. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, but he's like... No, he's still too angry and too... Anyway, he's too busy watching his possibly still friends, not sure, for uh, Ben to sneak up behind him. Ben says, oh, I'm also surprised. I thought it would be uh, you and Kate, man, because he's a Jack Kate shipper. (laughs) Jack turns around, aims his gun at him. Ben says, oh, I suppose this is the proverbial nail in my coffin, isn't it? Jack nods at him and says, tomorrow. Ben's like, sorry, what? Jack says, tomorrow morning, first thing. And I'm like, is he keeping Ben alive out of spite? Is he, is this because he's angry that his friends are getting it on? Then he's like, fine, I'll do the thing. Is that, is that the push that Jack needed? Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. His motivation right now is kind of weird. Jack says, but I need your word. I need what you promised me before. I need to get the hell off this island. And we have some more squanchy horns. And then Ben says, done. Yeah. Morning in a cage, they're still post-coitally sleeping, and then we have a flashback. Kate is looking at a pea stick. She is not pregnant. 
she cries. Uh, she brings Kevin a glass of iced tea, but takes her time walking over to him, asks what he's working on. He's like, oh, I'm working on some IRs and a fugitive recovery out of Tampa. She takes a pause and says, what if I told you I was a fugitive? What if I told you I was on the run for blowing up my father and it was only a matter of time before you found out? And he's like, wow, this is a really shitty joke, Monica. She's like, I almost had a baby. I can't, I, I can't do this. Taco night? I'm not a taco night person. She is so a taco night person. Tacos are a great vehicle. They it's, are. Tacos are delicious. like taco night. Unless it's too messy for you. If you don't like eating with your hands, then maybe you're, you might not be a taco night person. Then you shouldn't person. be a person anyway. Some people can't do hand foods. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry for them. It's it, it's a thing. It happens. Anyway, she says she tells Kevin she loves him, but he can't stay. I know I, he's wearing a Miami Heat shirt. Just you know, continue to place us where we're at. And he's like, "Oh, I don't feel so good, Mister Stark." She drugged him, but otherwise, <laughs> uh, like so, so just so like you know she can disappear because otherwise you know they'll think you knew anything about me i just i need to give you a good alibi he collapses she places his mother's locket in his hand kisses him and gets up to leave the amount of times that i have seen nathan Fillion's so-and-so wife leave him it's probably in double digits at this point counting yo Safbridge is like one or three you yo Safbridge. oh multiple yeah okay and then, uh, I mean, then in Castle it happens. It, yeah, just basically everything I've ever seen, um, every, every single thing I've ever seen, ever seen Nathan Fillion in, his wife leaves him. I think that probably happens in Desperate Housewives, too. Oh, I'm sure it does. I just it. don't watch Desperate Housewives. But, yeah. I, I, but I know he's referred to as, like, the ex. And I'm sure it's going to happen on his current show, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, he's got a new one? Yeah, he's playing a police officer oh yeah yeah, yeah. the rookie yeah there which, were a bunch of ads for that during football season which the general gist of it from what i've gathered is watch it for nathan fillion not anything else which is kind of how i feel about most of the stuff he's in so yeah, yeah. all right back on the island jack and juliet are uh, scrubbing down getting ready for surgery he's telling her okay you got to do this are you going to listen to me and she's like you may find this very hard to believe but i've been, always been good, very good at just following orders very dry She's probably my favorite character. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, let's see, whatever happens, or I think Ben is the one saying this, whatever happens, everything will be very different, won't it? And then he asks Julia, did Alex ask about me? And I don't remember if she answered in the affirmative or not. She's like, oh, we took her home last night, and we don't know. She said no. Yeah, she said no. Okay. Uh, Which is a lie, because Alex was literally screaming, take me to my dad. Okay. I, I missed that. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was a lot of yelling. Yeah. She was like, screaming, take me to Ben. Take me to Ben. Where is he? Okay. I wasn't sure. Okay. So she didn't say dad. She said Ben. I think she said Ben. Okay. Uh, and they said, it seems to be a thematic phrase here. Well, see you on the other side. I'm ready, says Ben. And then Jack asks him to count down from 20. And at about 18, he fuzzes out. Um, Pickett leaves from the observation thing and says, Shepard wasn't even on Jacob's list, and he's gonna try and take Sawyer out of the cage. Thoughts? Kate glares. Uh, that is the other plotting nugget in this episode. Uh, I don't remember who Jacob is. Okay, just wondering. I feel like I should know. 
Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I do legitimately don't. I think like, you, you, you have heard the name. We have Charles Woodmore and his whatever thing. And then Penny. It's like subsection of that. I don't know if that's also part of the searching for the island thing. Uh, we have Ben and his group. I don't remember who Jacob is. Unless he's part of like Charlotte's subsection of like people on the boat. I mean, this is before Charlotte. I know it's they, before Charlotte. People arrived. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Jacob is. Okay. But it's like, so that's that's the one nugget here is, like, there is a list of people, I guess. And some dude named Jacob? Some dude named Jacob. Or woman named Jacob, you never know. Yeah, sure. Um, and Jack wasn't even on the list, so, like, who cares? Uh, something about Sawyer. Uh, in the operating room, I'm just going to note the scrubs have the Hydra logo, Hydra station logo. Jack, when he, he glances at all the other people and he prods something with his scalpel and the beeping increases, blood pressure, pressure drops. Uh, one of the other guys is like, uh, should he be bleeding like this? And Jack says, nope, and then elbows him straight in the face and tells Juliet to step back. I have to admit, that was one of the probably more cooler things Jack has ever done. It's one of the cooler things Jack has done. He's but throwing dick. like, but why? Um, he says, I've made a small incision in Ben's kidney sack. It needs to be stitched up in the next hour, otherwise he will die. He asks a middle-aged white guy, whose name always escapes me, to come in with the walkie-talkie. Is Mr. Mr. Friendly. Friendly? We literally just saw him I on know, The Magicians. I just saw him on The Magicians. I saw his face and was like, I bet that's the person who still is referring to. Like, <laughs> literally the same guy. He looks like Pilot Dude, too. I don't... Anyway, <laughs> different people. I know they're different people. I'm just... He's always the guy whose name escapes me. I, I, anyway. Uh, he comes in, and we have this, like, intricate of scenes, because Pickett has Sawyer on his knees, and he's ready to shoot him. He's like, this is for Colleen, you son of a bitch. And Kate's like... I mean, there is some fighting here. And Kate was like, do you let him go? But he lets him go, so they can not murder Kate and then Kate's like you need to stand don't t- don't just die kneeling like this blah 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 radio calls for Danny and he's like what are you near the cages yeah you could say that um hey can you hand the walkie talkie to Kate he does Jack asks Kate if she remembers the story he told her or she told him as he was stitching her up back when they first crashed and she's like uh yeah it's a weird question to ask, Jack. She doesn't say that. I say that. Um, <laughs> he says, okay, you have an hour's head start. When you get safe, you radio me and tell me that story. If you don't tell me that story, I'm going to assume something happened to you and I'm going to murder Ben. Uh, and then we have credits. Oh, man. It's kind of nice to have that ends in a cliffhanger. It's a shame we didn't see the second half of this first. That would probably have been more, more interesting, but no matter. Yeah, so that was a pretty straightforward episode. It yeah. doesn't really, aside from some very, very small plot nuggets, it doesn't really help with any of your questions. No, it just confirms some of the things I already yeah. knew. So, like, Jack continues to be a dick with no interpersonal skills and terrible bedside manner. Mm-hmm. Kate also has some relationship issues, but, like, she's very empathetic. She's trying. It's just that all of her lying, situational lying gets in the way, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sawyer was surprisingly decent this episode. Yeah. And then, yeah, you learned a little bit about, yeah, I don't know, any, is there anything else? Any nugget about Alex, and I was just like, And you heard the name, and you heard the name Jacob, which may or may not be important, we don't know. Yeah. 
So, yeah, anything else you want to mention this episode? Because it, it kind of left on a cliffhanger, so there wasn't, like, any resolution to anything that happened in it. Feel like this might... Because there's a cliffhanger, it might have been, like, a mid-season... No. Uh, I mean, you Early said November. November, so, so I don't maybe, think Yeah, probably so. not. Yeah, I think it was I just one that had a cliffhanger. So. I think it's ramping up to, like, yeah. will they ever get back to Main Island for the mid-season? Which makes sense, um, yeah. Because you've seen some later season three episodes, well, and you know they're all together. Yeah, so if I look at the dates... So this began in October, so they're only a month in. And 277 was in March, and I was 11... Okay, so you've seen so you've seen eleven. I've seen episode eleven, Enter seventy seven, which is when they were at McHale's compound. Okay, yeah. The first episode I watched was uh, sixteen. Yes, I remember maybe that. that was April. So yeah, I haven't seen whatever mid season finale will be in the build up to that. You have the spreadsheet, and you're looking at it. Oh no, that, no, actually, looking at it, no, this actually is the mid season finale. That makes sense. So oh, yeah, yes, yeah, so this, this was a three month gap. Oh, gosh. So, like, they were on air for a month, and they came back in, like, March? In February. Okay. So, yeah, so th- this would have been the cliffhanger that the show would have stopped you on for three months. Okay, that oh, that would be so annoying. <laughs> Will they? Won't they? Who they? Why? Why they? Always why? 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 Why, why any of this? <laughs> is, is my forever question we'll find out in uh, another 80 episodes yeah Yeah. anything else you want to add to this one or just going to leave it a short episode until the next one uh, which who knows it'll be I mean define short like what are we at right now 40 okay yeah so like that's what our episodes were before I got into my theory britches yep so I think we're fine unless you have some some deep nugget you want to prod me at or if you want to you want to spend some extra time talking about Pokemon lore, which you can just put in the episode description of, like, you can stop the episode at nah, 40, whatever. I think I'm the good. rest we're is just Pokemon. I think, yeah, I think we'll just leave it here. Um, I said there was a little bit you learned about Echo dying and how the monster might play into that. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty straightforward, considering we... You don't know the exact outcome of this of this situation but you but you know most of it yeah you know what happens most it is a low stakes situation or if it is high stakes you know it's just fine yeah they'll get through it and i mean the best part episode is nathan fillion so nothing nothing fillion can be terrible okay Mm. well Mm. what i i'm inclined to agree but i feel like there's been some projects he's been in where it's like oh no oh no child what are you doing an old man. Late season castle. Hack. Yeah. And I've heard, <laughs> I actually heard. I actually heard a lot of that was due to the fact that him and Stonicotic. Yeah, did not like get along oh, after no. a while. Is basically what occurred to that. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's unrelated to Lost. So yeah, um, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Hopefully, you know, probably not next week. Whenever that is. Yeah, we'll hope maybe it'll be a more interesting episode. There has to be a few slow ones in the course of the, uh, you know, 100 plus episode of the show. We haven't came Today was one of them. Yeah, so. But, yeah. We'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Bye. I need to look at chickens.